The Oklahoma Sooners sweep the Mary Nutter Classic. Were the Sooners the losers of the quarterback transfer carousel? And two Oklahoma targets get a big bump in on three's latest recruiting rankings. We'll talk about all of that on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Sooners Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners. Today's episode is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here, and Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket. RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. You can also subscribe to the show over on YouTube. So make sure you check it out there. Interact with me on the YouTube page. You can reply to whatever video you're watching, leave a comment, ask a question, and I will get back to you on that. First thing we got to talk about is the fantastic weekend for the Oklahoma Sooners softball team in California. They went 5-0 and on the weekend with big wins over premier programs like Arizona, who was the 8th or 10th ranked team in the nation, a huge win over Tennessee, and then they beat Cal State Fullerton and Long Beach State as well. And Utah in the finale to, to close it up and sweep the, the season or the weekend series. Uh, in the first two matchups, it was, or really the first three matchups, it was all Oklahoma. They got three run rule wins in their first three games. And Jocelyn Allo didn't get a chance to hit a home run. Uh, she had several opportunities, obviously, at the plate. But she's starting to get that Barry Bonds treatment where teams would much rather just pitch around her and let the uh, the players behind her do the damage if they can. And in most games, they're able to do that. In most matchups, they're able to to get production from the third, fourth, fifth hitter, the back end of the, of the lineup. Uh, there were several times this weekend where that wasn't the case, but in the first three games of the weekend, Oklahoma got run roll wins, and everybody kind of picked up the slack around Jocelyn Allo, who did have a really solid weekend. I mean, she was getting walked a ton. She was actually putting the ball in play, getting singles, doing what she could when teams aren't really pitching to her. You could notice, you could tell, like when in some of the videos, like she was a little bit frustrated uh, by the lack of an opportunity to to hit. And I think that would be true for anybody. Like when you're a really good hitter, not just a power hitter, but just a really good hitter and teams aren't pitching to you, that can be frustrating after a while. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out the next time that the Sooners play, which won't be until uh, Monday, March the 7th, I think, or March the 6th, when they have their home opener at uh, Marita Hines Field against Minnesota, will teams kind of forget about the record and start pitching to her, or will they try to avoid her again? I, I imagine teams are going to do what they can to try to pitch around her. This is where the rest of the team really has to step up because if the rest of the team is not able to get on base, make productive at-bats or have productive at-bats, then it's going to be a lot easier for coaches to say, shoot, just walk Jocelyn Allo. We can pitch to the rest of them. But this is where Kinsey Hansen, uh, Grace Lyons, Jana Johns, this is where they've got to step up. And for the most part this season, they have. When, you know, if Jocelyn Allo has been out or not, not been playing well or hitting well in a particular game, or if they've been pitching around her and she's been getting on base through walks, this is where they've got to step up, and they have been. They've played 
where they've hit really, really well throughout the season. Uh, in the last couple games of the, of the series against Tennessee in particular, man, that was a fantastic game, 10 innings. And Oklahoma, you know, they, they jumped out to a good lead. Tennessee battled back. And Jordy Ball, the true freshman pitcher, kind of saw a little bit of adversity. This is kind of the first time that she kind of got hit a little bit. Uh, and then in the extra innings aspect, I mean, every time Tennessee would um, get to the top, or sorry, get get a lead, Oklahoma would rally and get and bounce back uh, to tie the game and and have a chance. And then in the bottom or the yeah the bottom of the tenth, with one out or two outs, and this kind of their last opportunity to tie to take a lead or win the game uh, or tie the game. Jada Coleman she comes through with a big two run home run to give the Sooners the the win against Tennessee. And then they're able to go into Sunday. And in a game where the Utah pitching staff pitched really, really well, kept the Oklahoma Sooners uh, under control. And even when they did get out people on base, the Utah defense came up big. They had a triple play when Oklahoma was threatening with runners on first and second, nobody out. They had a double play with runners on second and third and one out to end the, in, end the inning. Uh, but again, uh, Jordy Ball, all weekend long, for the most part, she was pretty dominant. And she's becoming one of my favorite just athletes in general to watch because I don't know if you were a hockey fan back in the late 90s, early 2000s like I was. Growing up with my dad, we just always watch hockey. But he, she reminds me a lot of Patrick Waugh. So Patrick Waugh, Canadian, or firstly Montreal Canadiens goaltender, traded to the Colorado Avalanche, helped the Colorado Avalanche win a Stanley Cup, same with the – the Canadians in the early nineties with avalanche in the late nineties, early two thousands. He, anytime that he would kind of get into a zone, he would just kind of start bobbing his head, just almost like he was rocking out to his own tune. And Jordy ball seems to kind of get in that same zone a little bit where after a big out, she just, you'll just see her kind of bouncing her head around. Like she just got something going in her head. That's keeping her pumped up, keeping her intense. And she's got that look too, that eye of the tiger, Sorry, I'm a Rocky fan. So, yeah, she's got that eye of the tiger. Like, she is coming to get you. She is not laying back. She's bringing you everything she's got, every single pitch, every single at-bat. And if you're able to get a hit on her, more power to you because it's not going to happen very often. And the crazy thing about that is that she's a true freshman, and she's already got this level of intensity and this level of focus and determination about her. She's only going to get better because she's got that level of focus and that level of determination. And she's just really been a lot of fun to watch so far through the first few games of the season, her first few starts against Utah, uh, her and uh, Hope Troutwine, they combined for a two hitter uh, to hold the Utah Utes at bay to one run while Oklahoma only scored two. Uh, what's interesting also about what's playing out with Jocelyn Allo and getting the Barry Bonds treatment and only really getting on base through walks and, and a single here and there is that Tiara Jennings has really stepped up. I mean, she's the one that if there was somebody who was going to break the all-time home run record, Patty Gasso thought maybe it could be Tiara Jennings. Well, Tiara Jennings is now past Jocelyn Olive for the team leading home runs. She has nine on the season, uh, 17 RBIs. She's hitting under 400 while Alo is still hitting over 400 as a better on base percentage than Jennings does. But Jennings is coming through. She's she's hitting well for the most part, uh, and that's going to be important. You know, 
Patty Gasso messed with the lineup a little bit on Sunday to see if she could get a little bit of protection for Jocelyn Allo. She put Allo in the leadoff spot. Jennings hit second, all in, a, in an effort to force teams to pitch to Allo a little bit more. And I, I would imagine that they could do a little bit more juggling as the season goes along. At the same time, kind of messing that lineup up, maybe it's Utah's pitching staff, maybe it was the lineup change. Oklahoma only scored one run or two runs. It was their fewest out runs scored on the weekend. Uh, so, it, I mean, who's, who am I to question Patty Gasso? But it'll be something to watch, really, as the the Sooners go about the season and they they look to kind of figure out a way to get Jocelyn Allo some more protection so that she can launch dingers like she likes to do. And, and she's one of the best ever to play softball at, at power hitting. Uh, but it's cool to see her just kind of taking what teams are giving her, not really forcing the issue, and and not really trying to swing for the home run, just going up there, taking her at bat, trying to make it a productive one, get on base any way that she can, uh, and it's and it's working out well for the Sooners. So on the season, they're 15-0, really seem to be in control in most games. The only a couple times did it look tenuous a little bit, uh, against Tennessee, you know, Tennessee got the lead late several times. And then against Utah, Utah took a, a one nothing lead early in that game. Uh, but Oklahoma's found ways to win in various circumstances. And that's the sign of a really, really good team. Now, are they going to win every single game this season? Probably not. But they're seeing some early adversity, even in wins. And they're finding ways to overcome that adversity and pull out, pull out victories. So shout out to the ladies. Keep doing your thing. Again, they open up next Monday night at Marita Hines Field against Minnesota. Unfortunately, I looked for tickets because I was thinking about taking my daughter to a game. I couldn't find any single game tickets. So that's that's kind of unfortunate. Um, they need to build that bigger stadium pretty, pretty quick. But uh, coming up next, let's talk about the transfer portal. Uh, there was an article written over by 247 Sports' Chad Hummel. And he argued, or sorry, Chris Hummel, he argues that the Oklahoma Sooners were the losers or were a loser of the quarterback transfer carousel. And we'll talk to you about that after I talk to you about run your pool. March Madness is only a few weeks away, and that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you going for the best? We've done our homework here and we're running brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, run your pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. They're both really fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks, all stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain new customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us here on the Lockdown Podcast Network for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there at runyourpool.com. Again, to get in on that cash prize opportunity go to runyourpool.com slash locked on we look forward to seeing you and beating you there all right let's talk about the quarterback transfer portal market the transfer carousel it was quite a 
it's quite a circus, quite a three ring circus for the coaches, the quarterbacks. I mean, we had Caleb Williams going to USC, Spencer Rattler going to USC on the East Coast, the real USC, uh, University of South Carolina. We had K, uh, Dylan Gabriel coming here, Jackson Start going, Jackson Dart going to Ole Miss, Casey Thompson going to Nebraska, Adrian Martinez going to Kansas State. I mean, the quarterback situation in college, Quinn Ewers went from Ohio State to Texas. It's just, it just crazy. I mean, it was there were more moves this year than I feel like there have ever been, especially at the quarterback position. Just absolutely nuts. And so Chris Hummer over at 247 Sports wrote a piece kind of outlining the winners and the losers of the, of the transfer portal and the, at the quarterback position and the Oklahoma Sooners were deemed a loser. And here's what he had to say. He said, it's not really about Gabriel, who ranks as a top 20 transfer for 247 Sports and is someone I believe could enter the Heisman conversation. It's about the past present and the future of the Sooners quarterback room crumbling in about a month. Can't really argue that Rattler entered the 2021 season as the Heisman favorite. He's gone. Williams played like a Heisman candidate as a true freshman and is the number one overall transfer in the two, four, seven sports rankings. He's gone. And while two, 2023 five-star Malachi Nelson is not a transfer, the Sooners lost his commitment too. So in the span of a month, Oklahoma saw the best quarterback situation in college football fall apart. Sooners have done an admirable job addressing the position and will be fine as long as Gabriel stays healthy, but it's hard to consider the totality of what Oklahoma lost and not view the Sooners as an offseason quarterback loser. And then he offers, hey, because, you know, it's good to offer a little bit of hope. He says, looking for a bit of hope, Sooners fans, Gabriel has thrown 62 touchdowns to 11 interceptions in his playing career with a, within a version of offensive coordinator Jeff Levy's veer-and-shoot system he's never had the type of skill talent that he'll have in Norman. So, I mean, listen, I get that the Oklahoma quarterback situation from a stars standpoint, a recruiting stars standpoint, from an expectation standpoint, from a potential standpoint. I mean, although, you know, Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams, those guys came in with a ton of potential and high expectations, and neither of them really lived up to those expectations at Oklahoma. I feel like that's fair to say. Spencer Rattler, he, he said it. Spencer Rattler came in as the Heisman Trophy favorite in 2021, was benched not even halfway through the season. Caleb Williams came in as a future Heisman candidate, and he started to get some Heisman buzz, and then the Kansas game happened. And then, even though he had a great moment in that Kansas game, we can't really let him off the hook for the first half. Then the Baylor game happened, the Iowa State game, the Oklahoma State game, where the offense, for the most part in those three games, was a shell of itself. So yes, those guys came in with tons of accolades out of high school, high praise, high star rankings, and should have been Heisman Trophy contenders, Heisman Trophy finalists at the University of Oklahoma. Things didn't work out that way. They're both going to be, again, a couple of the favorites in the Heisman Trophy voting or in the Heisman Trophy race in 2022. But to me, it's hard to say like the quarterback situation is even is worse. Yes. If you look at it from a star standpoint, which if you're a recruiting service, like two, four, seven sports is that's how you're going to judge a lot of these things. And it's about the most kind of objective way that you can try and judge these things. But you get a guy in like Dylan Gabriel who still has a lot to prove in his career, who's got a lot of experience still. 
And I think it could be just as good as it was last year or the year before. I mean, the quarterback play that the Oklahoma Sooners have gotten the last couple of years wasn't the Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield level of play. It was good. It was certainly good. There were also times where it was kind of underwhelming. But it wasn't quarterback play that was so good, it's like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do now? What's Oklahoma going to do now without Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams? And that's no disrespect to those guys. They were good players. But, again, they weren't Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. Could they have been that with time? Perhaps. We'll never know. But I really like what Oklahoma has in Dylan Gabriel. I'm really excited to see what he's going to do in this offense with Jeff Levy. I'm excited to see how he's going to work with Marvin Mims. Dylan Gabriel throws a great deep ball. Who's a great deep ball receiver? Marvin Mims. Dylan Gabriel is great at throwing RPOs. Who's really good in the short to intermediate part of the field? Theo Weiss, Jaleel Farouk. And so this team is going to be in a really good position offensively. And Dylan Gabriel might be a Heisman contender as well. And so, I mean, if you're looking at it strictly based on what they had, what they, what they lost, and what they gained, then, yeah, you might be able to call them a loser. But really, and maybe it's just me being an optimistic fan, I feel like it's more of a push than people want to give it credit for because Dylan Gabriel is a really good quarterback. I think Chip Kelly was all kinds of excited to land Dylan Gabriel in the transfer portal before he ended up jumping to Oklahoma. Dylan Gabriel was considering Ole Miss before Jeff Levy left. I think Jeff Levy would have been thrilled to have Dylan Gabriel come to Ole Miss and play there in the SEC against some of the better defenses that they'll face. So Oklahoma's quarterback situation is still really, really good. And I don't think it's something that we need to be concerned about. about. He says if he stays healthy, yes, he had the shoulder situation that, that hindered him last year. And health will be a big issue. But that's the same for every quarterback, right? If an injury hits any quarterback across the country, there's a good chance that quarterback situation is going to be less than desirable. It's just kind of the reality of things. But I think that Oklahoma is in really good shape. I think they're going to have a really good offense. I think they're going to have a really good passing game. And I think the leadership that they're going to get from a guy like Dylan Gabriel might help elevate them a little bit more. And that's not to say that Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams weren't good leaders. I think they were just different, different types of people. I don't know. There's some, to me, there's something about those island guys like that makes people want to follow them into battle. I don't know. They, I think they carry just a, a bit different level of intensity. And you look at, I mean, you know, you look at a guy like, I don't know, Dwayne Johnson or Roman Reigns, like these guys just have a little bit more intensity to them. I know they're professional wrestlers. They don't really count. Um, but Marcus Mariota, like that was a guy that el- helped elevate Oregon's program to one of the top in the country during his tenure at Oregon. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa at Alabama. Like these guys are legit players. Will Dylan Gabriel have the same level of success? Maybe, maybe not. But there's definitely a track record of Hawaiian quarterbacks coming into college football and just blowing it up. So again, really excited about it. Chris Hummel, no disrespect or Hummer, no disrespect. Um, I disagree with you. I think the Oklahoma Sooners quarterback situation is at worst a push. Um, And 
I'm not going to say that they're better off, but I think they're going to be really, really good again in 2022 on the offensive side of the football. Coming up next, let's talk about a couple uh, Sooners prospects from the Sooner State who got a big bump in On3's latest On300 recruiting rankings. We'll talk to you about that after I talk to you about Bet Online. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired head coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. It remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, soccer, whatever you can think of. BetOnline.net is going to have it. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, and you got a couple Oklahoma Sooner targets. Uh, four-star athlete Jacoby Johnson saw a huge bump in his on-three recruiting rankings, went from number 101 to number 38. Now he's out of Mustang, Oklahoma, and that's a kid that could play either side of the ball. He could play defensive back. He could play wide receiver. He's a star basketball player as well, getting some, some looks at mid-major colleges on the, on the basketball floor. Um, and so that's going to be a guy that is going to continue to rise because uh, he's just got great size and great athleticism. Um, here's what uh, Jerry Hamilton of on three had to say. He says another big mover in the state of Oklahoma is Johnson, the six foot three, two sports star with mid-major interest in basketball jumped from number one one to number 38. The junior video was that of a fluid athlete at his size with exceptional hip flexibility acceleration and ability to make defenders miss in numbers a must get recruit for new oklahoma head coach brent venables the sooners are fighting to hold off alabama miami and others and that's going to be that's going to be a trend really for the oklahoma sooners they're going to be in a lot of recruiting battles with miami because brent venables has seen what it takes to beat my sorry not i mean they might be in recruiting battles with miami but they'll be in a lot more recruiting battles with alabama because he's seen what it's going to take to beat alabama and knows what kind of team he needs to put together in order to do that. Uh, the other guy that saw a big bump, and that's uh, by Jobe. And this is one of the more interesting players to watch. Uh, my colleague over at the Sooners Wire, Josh uh, Helmer, wrote a great piece on by Jobe based on uh, quotes from one of his coaches um, over at Norman Community Christian. And this is what Jerry Hamilton had to say. Jobe is one of the most improved players in the cycle on junior video, making the move from 191 to 25. Joby has greatly improved his initial movement skills, pad level, bend, and ability to turn the corner without wasted motion. And Joey's offer list has exploded as well with 30 offers, including 10 Power 5 programs in February. The list includes Georgia, Alabama, Texas A&M, Texas, and Ole Miss. Joby is a, Joby's a must-get recruit for the Sooners in the 2023 cycle. And yeah, hey, a Norman guy that is thriving on the defensive side of the football as an edge rusher. The Oklahoma Sooners got to land that guy. Like that's the guy Miguel Chavis is going to be judged on. I think for a while, if they can't bring home that commitment, that will hurt. I think. And they got into the game a little bit late because the former staff didn't offer him, but Brent Venables got to them uh, late December, got an offer in on him and are continuing to make a push and, Sounds like he's going to be on campus in March visiting with Oklahoma. And if they're, again, if they're able to land this, like this guy sounds like somebody who 
has a lot still, a lot of growing still to do and can continue to refine his game, but he's already been really, really productive. I I read in Josh Helmer's piece where he had 16 sacks last year, 16. That's incredible. That's an incredible number of sacks at the high school level, even. So if they're able to land that guy, land Jacoby Johnson, that'll be huge for their recruiting in the state of Oklahoma. We know that Brent Venables wants to win Oklahoma, similar to the way Bob Stoops wanted to win Oklahoma. And if they're able to do that, that'll be big time for them. Coming up in the next couple of days, the Oklahoma Sooners men's and women's basketball team continue their seasons. The men's team, they've got West Virginia on Tuesday and a huge game for them. They got to continue to win to position themselves with an outside shot at getting into the NCAA tournament. It's looking really unlikely right now, but you never know if they can get hot, make a run in the NCAA and the big 12 tournament rather it's going to provide them an opportunity to maybe get into the conversation. The women's team, they moved up from 19 to 18 in the AP poll, uh, sorry, to 19 in the AP poll and are considered by NCAA March Madness, one of the top 16 teams in the nation as they head into the tournament. How important is that for them? If they're able to land a top 16 seed in the women's NCAA tournament, they would get to host the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament in Norman. So that'd be pretty huge for them. That'd be pretty sweet. They play on Wednesday night, got a big matchup uh, coming up for them as well. So make sure you're continuing to watch what's going on with Oklahoma Sooners athletics. Uh, Chaz Martinez uh, for the OU baseball team had a huge game this week through 14 strikeouts in Oklahoma's win uh, over uh, Northwestern state. Um, and he was the big 12 player of the week. Um, just a lot of really cool things happening for OU right now. And it's going to be even more fun to watch as the the spring plays out with softball, with basketball in the, the tournament and baseball is making some noise already as well. So that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on Sooners. Make sure you're tuned in wherever you get your podcasts for free and available on all platforms and on YouTube as well. Go subscribe there. Leave me a comment hit the notification bell and hit that like button as well. So let me know how you're feeling about the show. If you've got a question you'd like me to answer comment. You'd like to throw out. You'd like me to share on, on the, on the show. What do you think about Oklahoma's quarterback situation? Do you think it's better or worse? Same. Uh, do you think they're going to be better offensively than they were last year? Better defensively than they were last year. Let me hear what you have to say about it. and love to get your feedback on that. But until next time, I'm John Williams, boomer sooner.